Good evening, Cyberspace. Welcome to a special edition of Talk TV. Today is actually Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern, October 19th, 2021. I'm your host, your guy, the Clutch Detective Steve Foles, along with well, the man downstairs who decided he needed to join in tonight. Here we oh, are. Yeah. Yeah. This, this week went by fast, Steve, man. It seemed like yesterday was just Monday, you know, and here we are back doing a. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday night show. All right. Yes, here we are. Well, we're not comp competing against the NFL. We're not competing yeah. against The Walking Dead tonight. Yes, and this is a special edition. Mm -hmm. Yep. We will be back Sunday. Yeah. Uh, just a five, a few short days. So, and, and, you know, yeah, it was a little bit longer, but we're making up for it. So, <laughs> and uh, boy, what a week it's been. Uh, Thursday uh, flew out to Texas. Friday night, Saturday, and Texas Bigfoot Conference. What a great time. I'll be showing some pics and stuff maybe next, uh, this Sunday, I should say. Yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, what a great, great time it was. But some stuff occurred the last few days. But before we get into that, let's say hi to the folks in the chat tonight. Oh, yeah. Golly. They are wandering in. Yeah. Uh, not bad turnout for an off night and for a short notice. But uh, Am and Chris is here. Mick is here. OT is in the house. OT. Am yeah. and Chris, good to see you. Brian yeah. and Chewy go hiking. Hello. Hey, Brian. Low Rider. Hello, Lester Ryder. Taylor is in Lester. the house. Uh, Western New York Bigfoot Investigation Group. That's my group. Western New York. And uh, Aaron Mollenkampf. He hey, is in the house. Welcome, welcome, Aaron. Squatch Talk yeah. Pat is in the Squatch house. Talk. Hello, hey, Pat. Pat. And I think we got everybody. B. Oh, B is in the house. Oh, B. Hi, B. The tall ones is in the house. The tall ones. Now that's yeah. a cool name. I like that. Yeah. The tall we got ones. Raptor Blue is in the house. We got uh Jay Fritz is in the house. So we got quite the crew in the house. Rod Dupree. So, yep. So Jay. Uh, yeah, and Rod Dupree, yes, he's in the house too. Aaron. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, I think we got everybody. Wow, thanks, guys. I really appreciate you guys coming up, uh, coming over on a Tuesday night, especially short notice like this. It's good to have you. Thank you for being here with us. 
So, uh, so Chris, uh, the other night uh, when we had the night off, I was yeah. kind of just kicking it back, look, getting ready to watch television when one of yeah. my friends uh, texted me. I, I think Nikki's in the house too. Hi, Nikki. Um, hey, Nikki. <laughs> um, oh, there she is. Yeah, Harry Man hoaxes and hoodwinks. There's Nikki. Hello, Nikki. <laughs> <clears throat> so and uh, also a big thanks to Nikki. Uh, we were using a couple of clips from her show the other night, uh, just to kind of level the field here a little bit. Um, now uh, Nikki runs a show, uh, Harry Man hoaxes and hoodwinks, and Rick Dyer was on, and all of a sudden I guess he started name dropping me. So oh, uh, well, should we get to the meeting? Yeah. And, and for folks who don't know, is uh, back in 2008. And I don't know if I need to mention this or not. Back in 2008, there was a rather large, significant Bigfoot hoax involving Rick Dyer and C. Thomas Biscardi and Matthew Witten. Yep. And somehow, somehow, um, I, I've been accused by both sides of, of getting involved in this. Uh, mm. I had completely forgotten, uh, you know, Rick. Uh, for a long time in 2009, saying, nope, I, Steve was not part of it. But all of a sudden, 2012, he starts pulling another hoax. 2011, 2012, 2013, the, yeah. the, um, the uh, what was the, Hank. The Hank yeah. hoax. Hank. Yeah. Hank. <laughs> and, uh, God. So, all of a sudden, you know, he's changing his tune again. And now we were at war again. And uh, Well, you know, I've noticed kind of a pattern here, Steve. Every time he gets ready to hoax something... He starts drawing on uh, the Bigfoot people, like uh, Mr. Yep. Steve Culls. Yep. Uh, so, are we getting ready to uh, witness another hoax by Dyer? Maybe coming? No, up? no, no, no. I don't. I don't believe so. At least not. Not now. Um, there was a lot of stuff that went on after the show yeah. that uh, I, I think uh, Mr. Dyer's going to stand down on stuff like that now. Um, mm. Can't. Can't. Always knock that out of the ball, the ballpark as history shows, but um, guess what? I, I did reach out to him today and say, "Hey, I'm doing a show on this tonight." Yeah, and that um, I will say, uh, and I'm just going to go carpet blanket really quick, really quick. This happened 13 years ago, so is he lying or is it a matter of just remembering how he believed it to be? Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Don't care at this point. The really important part is getting facts out that are correct. Right. And we're gonna we're gonna go over this soup to nuts. This is the deep dive omnibus on the fifty on uh, the Bigfoot. Uh, and the reason why we call it Fifty Large is because of the book I wrote it came out in early 2012, yeah. and it took me a couple of years to write the book to obtain a, a FOIL request for the police records. Um. And all this stuff. And oh, and uh, hey, just so you know, something to Sasquatch about in the house as well. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome. Um, so what <laughs> happens is this. Um my what I have said about the events I have said for many, many years now. And uh, the funny thing is, is today I reached out to an organization who had posted something that they were obviously hoaxed on. I wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt, like I did Linda Newton Perry way back when. And of course, yeah. they came around and said, okay, we will check it. Yeah. But since we're on the topic, 
you know, aren't you the guy that was involved in the 2008 hoax? And um, so I got a bunch of questions. I was getting these rapid fire emails. Then he sends me a list of questions and I'm going to read the questions and my answers to those questions as well, because they are tough questions. And you all know that I love tough questions. You know that, Chris, oh, you know yeah. that, that yeah. I'm like, you know, when I get on these shows, ask me anything. Yep. You know, because I got, I have nothing to hide. I will tell you the truth. I will tell you as it is. So anyway, so let's go to cut one. Let, let's address uh, real quick. The Bat Mom is in the house. Hello, Bat Mom. Bat Mom. <laughs> well, Let me, let's cut to the accusations that Mr. Dyer says I was involved in the ha- the hoax 110% before I came on the show, mind you, saying, oh, he was involved 100 When I came on the show, eventually he said, well, well, that's what I was told. Yes, this is he was told by whom? Huh. Scardi? I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's kind of odd. I mean, you know, he goes from a first-person uh, experience there, and he steps back into like a third person. Well, but, yep. somebody told me that. Don't make any sense. Raptor Blue says there are three stories of of the guy that was frozen that was a Bigfoot. Which one are you guys describing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not sure at this point. Uh, well, you, you know, it <laughs> wouldn't be so the Minnesota, not, not um, the Minnesota ice man. This you is know, the... In reviewing a lot of the stuff today, um, I realized that Dyer not only accused me, but Biscardi accused me of being in cahoots with Dyer and Witten, oh, making yeah. a claim on his stupid podcast way back when on the Thank You Tom show. Remember okay. the Thank You Tom show? When he said, Oh, I've been hoodwinked and taken for money, and he had all these people try to call in. And, of course, they were all set up and said, oh, thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. And then he ends up throwing out, well, I've heard that there's this video of Culls with outriding ATVs with Dyer and Witten. And I've never, I I remember that. I said, and my response to that was, well, you know what? If there's a video, show it because there ain't no video. What he doesn't know, (laughs) and what a lot of people don't know is, I don't like riding ATVs. I don't like driving them. I've never driven one, actually. I've ridden on the back of a couple, one very slow, which was okay, you know, over nice terrain, and one very fast over some really rough terrain, and I I didn't care for it. I'm not a guy who rides a motorcycle, never want to do it, so I don't like kind of not having that protective bubble around me sometimes. Yeah. I just don't like ATVs. I'd rather hoof it. And that's one of my responses, actually, to the, the questions um stuff well yeah but you, you already know his mo i mean he's gonna try the muddy the water of and, course and of course try to shift a little blame away right so i was accused by all of the parties involved there for doing this yeah. but i'm the only one who came out with a book biscardi yeah. came out with a movie called uh I, I forget what it was anatomy of a bigfoot hoax uh, uh i think i think six people saw it yeah i don't know i remember it's been a long time ago but he came out with some kind of uh, DVD or something. Yep. Uh, Timmy Boy is in the house. What's up, Timmy? Hey, Timmy. <laughs> Timmy says, this is where everybody's at. I thought the apocalypse had happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <coughs> but, so anyway, uh, 
it's um, all in the it, it's all in the book. It's all in fifty large, and there's a lot of cold hard is. facts that are. And Chris did read read that undeniable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's undeniable. You know, um, but uh, let's 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 delve into this a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the Bat Mom says, "Yeah, D does help make that movie." Ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh. ooh. <laughs> um anywho um oh. let me let me get back into so dyer bases hit my, my involvement on this whole thing based on a couple of things number one who wrote the contracts who wrote the contracts calls you wrote the contracts i was dictated the contracts and i certainly wrote what i was dictated it was five o'clock in the morning Eastern, which were six o'clock in the morning Eastern somewhere. It was very early. I know that. Yeah. I was like, what the, um, but what I do know is that on the West coast, it's a three hour difference. So it's like two or three o'clock in the morning there. Nobody's up. So there's Biscardi trying to get a contract going. Yeah. Um, and then hit the, the second reason I almost forgot why, but the second reason is you introduced us to Tom Biscardi. So let's listen to clip one, uh, what he says about this. We got a phone call from Steve Calls. Steve Calls says, I know the perfect guy. And he started to build up Tom Biscardi like he was like the absolute king. So, so... That's what happened there. Steve Calls actually um, introduced myself uh, and Matt to, to Tom Biscardi. So there you have him saying, oh, well, I introduced, I called them. And if anybody recalls the show later on, and I didn't bother, I didn't have time to clip it with all the other stuff I had going on today, which you'll see what, what it is. Um, uh, but later on in the show, I get him to back off that. I, I actually tell him, Hey, listen, remember you asked who Tom Biscardi was on my show. Right. Right. And he says, well, yeah, I know I did, but, but, but you introduced us. And, and then it was like, I, I, I gave him a phone number is what I did. <laughs> well, step number one, Okay, he knew who Tom Biscardi was before he came on your show. Absolutely, and you know what? Here is the the uh, the neat thing about that is yeah. in two thousand, I want to say two, 2010, figuring that no charges had been brought up, I had FOIL requested the police report, right? And the police report will always point out the third party. This is what happened, type of thing. Yeah. And if you look, this is the initial uh, statements, uh, synopsis of facts of the police complaint. Right. And if you look um, on July 25th, 2008, Mr. Steve Coles, blah, 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 host of Spectre Radio, there. asked Witten and Dyer to come on his radio show on July 28th, 2008. Now, mind you, I did not get interviewed by the police department. So I have no idea who gave them this information. Right. 
on July. I would believe Bill Letton. I don't know where he got it because he wasn't really followed the Bigfoot mystery too much. Yeah. On July 28, Mr. Steve Coles interviewed Mr. Ricky Dyer for over an hour on the telephone. Mr. Dyer affirmed his claim that he possessed the remains of a Bigfoot creature. During the interview, Mr. Dyer asked if Mr. Coles knew a man named Tom Biscardi. There it is. There is the proof Bing. right there. I never introduced them. He asked me. Right. And uh, from what I understand from Biscardi was that Dyer had actually left a message on their hotline. But again, I can't confirm or confirm that because obviously that Tom is not necessarily the most trustworthy guy either. Right. So I don't know. <laughs> so then the rest is all about that. And it's according to Mr. Coles. It was, a, and I don't know how they got that. Um, it was agreed that Mr. Briscardi would look into the claim made by Witten and Dyer. And um, that was it. And then all the rest is Tom Biscardi, Witten Dyer, Mr. Lett, Witten Dyer, and, you know, right. pick up the body, yada, yada, yada. But that's yeah. the, the quick synopsis on that. So, nope, I, I did not introduce them. There is the facts right there. Right there. Mr. Dyer. Asked if Mr. Culls knew a man named Tom Biscardi. And I, and I remember that. Like, and then the story is, I introduced him. What? So, um, and that's coming out really crappy on the monitor. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I think. I don't know. It, dep it may depend on the resolution. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, don't you remember when shady people... <laughs> don't you hate it when you do certain things that only shady people remember? <laughs> um, uh, oh, Aaron's got a good comment there, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me pull that one up there. Ain't real evidence a bitch. <laughs> so that was, that was comment number one. Um now, comment number two, and we're going to go down the rest of this just to set the record straight. You want the facts. I'll give you the facts of this thing. Because, and, you know, and, you know what, since this he, happened so long ago, Steve, he could be misremembering, you know. I agree. I, I, I totally agree. Don't want to throw him completely under the bus. No, you know? no, no, no. Uh, it it, it, it could be an honest mistake. Could, uh, it could be like, well, oh, you know. Well, that's, that's, that's or, really you know how sometimes generous. you get caught up in a lie. That's how you remember things. It could be twisted. Right. Yeah. yeah, it could be twisted. He started remember. lying about that way back when. Now that's how he remembers. It. But we give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And all we do is we display do. the facts. You know, That's it. That's the facts. I'm not going to say he lied. I'm not going to say he forgot. He misspoke. This is the facts to it. That's right. That's it. So now, again, we get in a little banter here. Uh, it wasn't a very, this is when I first came on. That statement was before I came on. Um, you know, of, of course, um, later on, I come on and we get in a little bit of a tussle. And uh, you can hear me in the back. And this is where Rick tries to overpower it. But that's that's how I work sometimes is get somebody so flustered. And he did. In fact, after this exchange, I said, you're getting mad. Yeah, I'm mad. That's what I wanted. <laughs> uh, because sometimes when you get people so off balance and they're mad, now they start saying things that are completely untrue. So here we go. I can come out and say, hey, 
Yes, I am a liar. I, I am a hoax. But you have to build yourself up. Oh, I don't have to build myself up anything, son. And the thing is, you're not this great guy because oh, I am you was involved in the 2008 hoax. No, I wasn't, you piece of You did the contracts. You, know I, you introduced us to are you, Thomas Scotty. Yeah, there he talks about the contracts, and I introduced him to Thomas Scotty, which we've already seen I did not. Well, yes, but he does have a point. You was involved in As the 2008 involved. because you are the one that busted it wide open and announced to the world, "Hey, this is a, <laughs> this is a plastic foot or this is a rubber and, and, foot." And, and that is that is true. That's how I was involved. So, um, so you know that part could be true, but he's trying to uh, switch, swing it over to the perspective of perspective of, uh, oh yes, yeah, Steve came up with the hoax and created. <laughs> No, 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 no. Steve yeah, busted I, it wide open. Yeah, when, when, when you know it, there's one thing that you know yeah. you can attack me, you can attack, but you can't attack a few things. You can't attack my family, my pets, um, and I consider my girlfriend my family, uh, and you can't attack my integrity. When you attack my integrity, it pisses me off. Yeah. Um, to be to be honest with you, but. He talks about the contracts. And I said last night, and I know somebody was like saying, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. You said you didn't do the con. No, I thought he had said I signed the contracts. And because I, well, let's face it, when he was running his mouth, active listening was kind of difficult. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I was like, what the? Um, but then I, I, I corrected myself. No, I, I, I did write the contracts. Something I found out today. Today, 12 years, actually. Um, 11 years after I've gotten the police reports and I finally learned something that I hadn't known since 2008. And here it is. And we're going to pull this one up right now. There it is. I did not write the contract they signed. Uh, the contract on the bottom is what I, I wrote and I dictated and I had, and it's actually what Dyer handed to me. Yeah. However, in the police report, I, and mine was like a page and a half. Right. You know, and not even a page and a half. It was like a page, page and a quarter, and then the signature lines. What happened was, and it was dated August 4th. Yeah. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, when this all broke, Biscardi's attorney sends him a copy of the, and the police department, a copy of the signed contract. And that's not the one I wrote. Right. Look at the differences. The one on the bottom is the one I wrote, but it was never signed. Yeah. But the one on top, which comes from the attorney, has the attorney's address. You know, uh, you know, uh, Dennis Kazabowski, who's the attorney. Right. There's all the points. Right. And yeah. then there's like another page of amendments to it. And then there's all well, three signatures dated August 4th. Right. So guess what? The contract that they used wasn't even the one I had really completed. They they put some elements in that. So basically what happened was it wasn't good enough. So Biscardi went to his attorney later on in the day. But guess what they're trying to do? Uh, you know, I, I didn't even look at that. I uh, tell you the truth. <laughs> let me let me look at time. I may actually have just learned something else. Um, 
The gift that keeps on giving. It's the gift <laughs> that keeps on giving. And uh, let me just pull, um, if I can pull, page one. Okay, yeah, that stayed. Yeah, that stayed. Because they were real big and throwing my name into it. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, really funny. And I think that, we, I think Biscardi was actually trying to use leverage. <laughs> um, yeah, that, <laughs> we need to get Nikki to get Todd standing next. <laughs> Nikki does a good job. Can I, can I call in that one too? I, I, I have no, I, I won't get mad at him. <laughs> I won't get mad at him because really, you know, he's not the one trying to, trying to, uh, to knock my integrity. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we, uh, you know, you know, so the contract that was there wasn't even anything I had anything to do with. So some of the questions that have been asked of me, um, well, let's let's get into this. Let, let, let's just get into the whole um, uh, fifty large thing. Um, so these two cats named uh, Rick Dyer and Matt Witten had basically, uh, for the month of July, had been blabbering about having a, a bigfoot, a bigfoot body, yada yada yada. Best bigfoot hunters in the world. Big, mm -hmm. big, best bigfoot trackers. <laughs> bigfoot trackers in the world. <laughs> um so anyway so they come on my show dyer asked me about biscardi of course i know biscardi was listening to the show too so what am i supposed to do you know so i i, I talked to everybody afterwards okay yep i'll get you his phone number i talked to biscardi you know he's like well do me a favor i'm gonna check out their claim here and can you check out their claim there that they made yeah. on on the program so the next morning the next morning, I get a call from Biscardi. He goes, well, what would you find out? I, I said, what I found out is it was all a bunch of bullshit. Hmm. Um, so no surprise. Tom was like, yeah, yeah, it's too. He goes, you know what? I'm going to call him and give him a piece of my mind. And that was it. Didn't hear him for him for a couple of days after that. Um, so then we start. I get a phone call eventually saying, hey, Steve, I really think they got what they say they got. Now, according to Rick Dyer, and I believe it because he told me this story in at the end of 2008. Yeah. Um, that uh, Biscardi had called them and said, hey, you know what? I know what you ain't got is real, but there's a way we can make money on this. And that sounds like that. That sounds familiar. Yeah, that sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, that sounds familiar. And can we remember Stagecoach Nevada 2005? Yeah. And uh, anybody who doesn't know what that is, look up the Stagecoach Nevada 2005 hoax. You'll see what I mean. Yeah, and that that was even on. Uh, gosh, oh gosh, jo uh, what's the name of that radio show, Steve? Uh, Coast to Coast. Coast. Yeah, Coast to yeah. Coast. Stay in fact, in. that's why that's why Biscardi got a permanent ban from Coast to Coast because mm. he had all this webcam service going on. Yeah. He announces, oh, there's some woman with a creature here. And all of a sudden, everybody starts subscribing to his webcams. Yes. It was like uh, uh, subscribe for a live view or pay-per-view of the right, Bigfoot. Right. Yeah. 
And uh, let's see, was that George Norrie or? Uh, uh, yes, that was George Norrie at the time. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. rolling forward, rolling forward. Then I started getting phone calls. And yes, was I exchanging phone calls with Biscardi then? But he was doing nothing but lying because, you know, I'm figuring, hey, I got the inside track on this thing. I want to know what's going on. Yeah. But I always had this doubt. And publicly, I never said this thing was real. You remember that, Chris? I always yes. said, let's right. take a wait and see approach. We're going to find yes. out. We're going to find out. Let me, let's just take a wait and see approach. There's pros right. and cons to both of this. I got Biscardi telling me this. I got, you know, but my gut is this. So I don't know. And then the funny thing is, is. Um, you were in full investigative mode at that time. I remember. I really was, uh, yeah. even though um, and I'm trying to. Um, I can't find the exact page because you write your own book and you forget about what you wrote years ago. And so sometimes looking at your own book, you. <clears throat> so anyway, I, um, I remember. Uh, the, the biggest thing that made me is I was planning to go and Biscardi said, well, I can't pay you to go. He didn't want me there. Fine. I'll go on my own. And that's what I did. I bought my own yeah. plane ticket. Just give me a ride. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, the last night I remember I flew out Friday, which was their press conference. I talked to Biscardi. Well, First, I talked to to TJ, who they were picking that up. Yeah. Because I know they were supposed to pick it up Vaud, but guess what? They didn't pick it up Vaud. They picked it up frozen. The chest itself was over a hundred or over a thousand pounds. Yeah. So they That's all a... hoovered it into the, the trailer and off they went. Yeah. So fast forward. Uh, I call them and they tell me it's still frozen. I well, it's supposed to be not frozen. Right. Well, it is. That was the deal of Dyer was supposed to thaw it out before right, it was picked right, up. Right, right. So now my mind is going, hmm. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I've called Biscardi. And this is where the book got its name. And I go, you know what? I'm, I'm really debating whether or not to come out tomorrow. And, uh, you know, I you know, I really don't think this is real, Tom. Tom, you know, they haven't thought it out. But wait a minute, dude. I saw this thing. Do you think I would... Do you think I would pay 50 large for a suit? Exact words. And that's how the book got titled 50 large was by making that statement to me. Yeah. So, okay. He says he saw it. Uh, you know, I guess I'll just have to see myself. Flew down there. Now, here's the funny thing. If you listen to uh, Dyer talk, he says right after the press conference, you know, Biscardi showed up in a hotel room and there was a phone call. Um, to them and I was complaining about money or something like that or I was arguing about money with him I never called Tom matter of fact during the press conference and several hours afterwards guess where I was I was in the air yeah and then I, I landed at the airport 4 p.m. Eastern and had to wait the plane get my bags, and then Scar uh, TJ picked me up in the Tundra, and we drove to Eaton, Indiana, which is outside of Monday, Muncie. So yeah. you're talking about another hour and a half, I think, drive, hour, you know, whatever. So th there you have it. I, I couldn't have made that phone call. I was right. in the air. And frankly, 
why <laughs> it makes no sense. I got there, taught, met with JC, met with everybody, looked at the thing, looked at it, and it was frozen in a block of ice. Okay, whatever. So that night, and of course, everybody's nervous because, uh, you know, Dyer and Winton had told them that, you know, there's, you know, there was some crazy shit going on, pardon the French. Oh, there's a oh the there, helicopter there's a report. There. Remember that there's a report yeah. that there might be a Chinese team trying to steal the body. Uh, there's helicopters flying around. Well, of course they lived in the flight path of uh, Atlanta <laughs> Airport, so they're seeing helicopters and planes flying around. They're all getting nervous, and so I get there and everybody's like on pins and needles, worried. And the camp was armed to the teeth because they were trying to protect this and right. And um, so uh, so anyhow. Uh, um, now, mind you, this is after, um, during the lead up to this, I, 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 want, I don't want to skip out of some of the, the, the pictures and stuff, but during the lead out to this, um, let me pop that up there. During the lead up to this, this was the picture they released. Now, this is a picture taken with C. Thomas there. So you tell me, and according to Dyer, and Dyer did tell me the same story in 2009, that Biscardi had uh, looked at it and said, well, the face ain't right. So they went to an auto store to purchase some paint, which Biscardi had bought on a credit card. And I got to tell you, and I don't know if you remember, Chris, back in 2010 when I had Java Bob Schmalz back on the show. Yeah. And that was when Big G was co-hosting. And yeah. he had a phone conversation with us the day before he came on. Now, Bob Schmalzbach was the vice president of Searching for Bigfoot. Yeah. He was present. He was one of the people that picked the body up. He was one of the people there when we found out it was fake. And yeah. he was also one of the people that said he would sign an NDA. But we'll get to that in a little right. bit. I, I called in that show. Yes, you did. Because <laughs> yep. I, I wanted so, to talk to Bob about that. Right. So, Bob... The day before is wanting to come on the show. He goes, I do believe that Tom may be involved in this and blah, 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 blah. And finally he ends us, hey, did you ever get that credit card receipt? That there tells. And then the next day he completely reverses himself on the show. Chris knows he was actually a listener for that show and called in. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I remember Big G, uh, Bob, Bob, that's not what you said yesterday. Yeah. And, um, and then we, we proceeded to tear him up pretty good because I had portions of the police report at the time. Um, but the fact is, is that he was very concerned about that credit card receipt. And I think that was Descartes' biggest worry was that I was going to get a hold of that credit card receipt. Right. So that kind of tells me that the story is true about how they did that. Same thing with, with the DNA. You know, Dyer explained that the DNA... When they took it, you know, was to cut themselves and bleed into it. That way it will show up as human. And as we do know that there was human DNA found with the possum. Yeah. Of course, Tom sends an email out earlier in the week. And God, I wish I had clipped it. But I, the only reason why I have this stuff is because I actually printed it Yeah. to take back to a local group that we were talking about. I wanted to discuss it with them. Yeah. Right? So right that's the only that reason deal, why I had the paper copy of this stuff. You you lost a hard drive, as I recall, Steve. I've, lo I've lost a few. Yeah, I lost a hard drive on my laptop, which was running the, the and then I lost my my hard drive on the the desktop in yep. 2013. 
It's now, got me too. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now I back up everything. Yeah. Yeah. Makes you paranoid. Paranoid enough to be, you know, uh, safe when it comes to storing stuff. So, anywho. Uh, oh, Keith Worley. Hi, Keith. Hey, Keith. Yep. And <laughs> Bigfoot Okanagan is in the oh, house. Oh, Bigfoot Hello, Okanagan. Leon. How you doing, man? Good to see you. Um, so, uh, but this is the actual copy-paste from the email, which oh. gave the dimensions of the creature. <laughs> um, creature is seven foot, seven inches tall, weighs over 500 pounds, looks like it's part human, part ape-like, it's male, British round, blackish eyes, all, you know, basically all this stuff. I mean, that's, and that was an email received from Biscardi on August 11th, 2008. I was pretty good at, yeah. at documenting the paper stuff I had. The other stuff was in files. On my hard drive, of course. That was uh, uh, proof that Biscardi had inspected what was thawed out. Well, we'll get into that. Uh, yeah. So, in the lead up to this, um, the freezer is bought. Now, I got this freezer receipt. I know the freezer. Uh, yeah, the freezer was purchased on August eighth, twenty oh eight, eight eight eight. And that was the day, or the the day of Biscardi flying in. On Saturday was when he took the pictures that you see. Right. Right? So, you know, the next day, there was nothing in that freezer. Well, even Biscardi himself said when he flew in, and this is on an interview somewhere. If we have to, we can find it. Uh, he said that the boys had made a mistake. They had put the body in a frost-proof or frost-free freezer. Yep. And they had poured it full of water and had tried to freeze it. Ended up burning the freezer up. And so another... Now, this is where it gets hazy because I can't remember on the interview whether he said he bought a new freezer or they bought a new no, freezer. No, he said they had to buy a new freezer. Okay. And okay. that was the 8-8 eight, right. eight freezer. Yeah. But the whole, that wasn't the issue. The issue, according to Dyer, and I believe him, was yeah. that you know originally they put water in there and they tried dumping ice in there and that didn't yeah. work and right. that's the picture of the the three amigos there and uh standing in front of the freezer which is open at the time and there's ice cubes i can see ice cube yes right yeah. now i can tell you being there thawing this out there was no ice cubes formulated in that structure it was solid water so right. what, Di what dyer said made sense what they ended up doing was putting a small layer of water in it letting it freeze putting another so they basically had to layer the ice in there yes the layer the yes. water in there it's a 124 right. foot cubic um freezer it was bought on the friday biscardi took the pictures on saturday you know that damn thing wasn't very well frozen till tuesday right you know that you just right. can't do it So we have that. Um, by the way, if anybody wants to know where the contracts were signed, this was the site of the contract signing right there. Um, and I, I literally, this was the site where the store freezer was oh, born. That's out this of your book. Where, the, yep, absolutely. <laughs> this is where we got the. Um, this is where I received the freezer receipt. Rick Dyer took me there in February of 2009 when Rick was trying to make some amends and, right. and, and, you know, give me the story that because Biscardi was saying he wasn't involved and Rick was like, he was. 
Yeah. And he started with uh, me. I was involved and we had a long talk and, you know, then Rick says, okay, you're not involved. Of course that changed in 2012 when I went after him for him. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so here we are, we arrive, I take some pictures of the shot. There's the freezer that was purchased 124. We got the receipt which literally I was right next to him. And he says, you know, I bought a print. Can I get a copy of the receipt? They printed one off. They handed it to him. He directly handed it to me. Um, yeah. You know, he said, where do you want to go? He was uh, really good about that. I mean, right. uh, you know, he was doing everything right. This was the scene of the pickup. Uh, this is on the, on the left is the Clayton County Municipal Center, which is where the money was exchanged. Um, and on the right was where the body was stashed. It belongs yeah. to a guy by the name of Frank who had a criminal record too, which is kind of interesting. And he was toting a gun, but uh, <laughs> that was part of the shtick. And that was a big bone of contention there too, Chris, with mm. ja Java Bob saying on there, we were in fear of our lives when we picked yeah. that because that we were had the gun pointed at us. And no, you weren't, yeah. Bob. Yeah. And yes, I was. How do you know you weren't there? Well, I was there sort of a waiting. Well, now you're starting to sound like Tom Scardy. No, not really, because I uh, have the police report. Remember that? Yeah. And he, he nearly shit a brick when I told him I had the police report. And I had Bill Lett's accounting of that, and there was no mention of feeling threatened. In fact, since then, a little while later, about three months later, I got the rest of the police reports, which had Schmalzbach's account on it. Yeah. Where he... He wasn't in fear for his life. In right. TJ's statement, and he wasn't in fear for his life. So yeah. that was just searching for Bigfoot, trying to spin up sympathy for the, for the Godfather. Right? Yeah. So that well, was, you know, I, I always liked Bob, and when I met him in two thousand, it's not like we were best friends and known each other for years. But when I met him in two thousand seven, man, I you know I just fell in love with the guy. You know. He, uh, he, he seemed like a really nice guy. He's very charming, and, but he's very divisive. And yeah, that's and, yeah, to know him. He's very divisive. The well, after what happened, this deal here, man, it just broke my heart. You know, I, I hated that. Uh, but you know, things happen. Sometimes people turn out to be different than you would like them to be, and there's nothing really you can do about it. Just accept it and go on. Try to be good yourself. Be a good person. So the body eventually was taken to this location, which is the safe, safe house yeah. uh, located in, in Eaton, Indiana, just outside of Muncie. That was actually the road leading up to it. They, they, it's way back in there. And uh, that was a two-car garage with an office above it. That was the headquarters of where. And the trailer that was there was sitting right about there. Yeah. No, no, this door was open. The, both doors were open. It was... Uh, actually quite warm still and uh that that was where uh the the trailer sat that's where the thawing process began yep, <laughs> yep. so now we're going to fast forward back to friday uh, oh another thing too in, is that week leading up in the ramp up i received a, an email from biscardi after the um uh, it was probably Wednesday, maybe. I received an email where he actually kind of altered what was said about the DNA. He said it was human ape. So, and I didn't know at the press conference, they said it was human possum. That would have been a huge flag to me that yes. something was was wrong. 
Right. So anyway, um, fast forward a little bit more. Now, now it's Friday night, and TJ and I are sitting up there, and Coast to Coast AM was on. Yeah. And they had this costume maker who said, "Well, I, I've seen this picture. I've seen yeah. this picture, and that is my costume. I know yeah. it. Yeah. Right. And and I will say this." People want to may think that the the team that picked up the body, Bill Lett, any of those guys were in on it. The only three people that knew what was in that freezer was Biscardi, Dyer, and Witten. And and the proof is, <laughs> the proof is right, right here. The proof is right here. They yeah. were the only three that knew. Yeah. Don't know who took the picture though. You know, maybe it was uh, that Frank guy. I don't know. Was, was Bob there because he he's well, the camera? No, no, no. I'm no. assuming. I'm assuming that it was the Frank guy, yeah. because the freezer was at his property when they picked it up. Yeah. So that that would make sense. That yeah. would make a, a good assumption. I never really thought of who took the picture until now. Um, not that it matters because we know there yeah. was a fourth. There was a fourth gentleman involved by the name of Frank. I'm not going to put his last name out there. He's an old guy now. You know, you know what's going to happen now, Steve? Dyer's going to say, Steve took the picture. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. And, <laughs> and you know, oh, man. I, I will say this. There was a long conversation after uh, the program the other night. And there were some more revelations. Um, yeah. Uh, more truths came out, and yeah. uh, we'll see where that goes. We'll give it a yeah. little bit of time. Um, but there were more truths that came out. And so I, I don't, and and guess what? Dyer knows I'm talking about this tonight. Yeah. Right? And uh, he said, I, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to refute what you say tonight. You obviously have, you know, the evidence to, to, to say what you have to say. Yeah. And... Uh, because the back off I got, you know, on the show the other night, a lot of people witnessed that. That all of a sudden he was walking back a lot of his original previous brash statements. Well, I mean. Uh, and there's a reason for that. But like I said, that's not a topic for tonight's show. There's a I, reason for that. I would be fine if, if Rick wanted to. Uh, well, no. Hey, he couldn't call in, I don't guess. No. But, no, this is fine the way it is. Yeah. This is the fine way it is because you got to understand now, a lot of people don't believe him anyway. So which truth and what's, you know, at this point, people don't know what the truth is when stuff comes out of his mouth. That's why I'm here. I'm trying to get to what he's saying is true and the stuff that he lied about me. Well, we have evidence to do that. The stuff well, he lied, the stuff he said about Biscardi, I've got evidence to back that up, too. So, well, yeah, that, the, that's where you have to draw the line. The problem is, is that Rick had this big, tenuous uh, animosity, me, animosity towards me for the 20, you know, the 2012, 2013, the Hank, the tent video, the, the yeah. Morgan Matthews hoaxes. Well, if you weren't there for the hoax in, in 08, uh, the best way that somebody can understand it is to read 50 large. So there, there's it's a question. Got every detail you could. So there's a question by Don Fuller. Welcome, Don. Good to see you here tonight. And uh, actually, Nikki answered Don. that. Yes, Morgan did in, but he didn't say anything. Yeah, he did do a few interviews. He didn't really talk much about it. So 
Um, uh, Low Rider asked, Steve, a kitchen refrigerator uh, freezer is about 25 cubic feet. Are you sure Dyer's was 124 cubic feet? So I'm going to pop that up. And yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sorry. Not 124. 24.9 cubic liters. Which, ah. filled, which filled, I'm sorry, would take about 127 gallons of water. 24 point something mm -hmm. cubic feet in fact alexa how many gallons of water does it take to fill 124 cubic feet let's see if she answer your question 24 cubic feet. feet is about 900 no no i'm sorry sorry <laughs> whoops alexa here we go here's the real answer now she's gonna say i'm sorry i didn't understand you <laughs> i'm sorry you know it's been so long but 24 Point yeah. Two, yeah, but we figured out the, the so Alexa, how many gallons of water does it f uh, need to fill up? To oh my God! Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> so we're gonna try this one more time, folks. Alexa, how much water gallons of water does it take to fill up twenty four point nine cubic feet? Now, whether this might answer your question, 24.9 yeah. cubic feet is about 186.3 gallons. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, a lot of that's water. A lot. Yeah. That's a lot of water. So, that's, uh, uh, that's almost four 55 gallon drops. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, guess what? That's not going to freeze in a in, in day. That's not going to no. freeze in a couple of days. No. <clears throat> So that should uh, that should tell everybody right there. Well, um, I'm glad you caught that low rider. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's yeah. because I, I think we had figured out it was 100 and some odd gallons, and and that Ooh. 100 number is sticking in my head. And you're right, 129, 24 cubic feet. That's huge. <laughs> yeah. That would have been like a a, a mausoleum cat. Well, you know. Jack, I thought my freezer was like 75 <laughs> cubic feet. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's seven point five. I bought that. There that's what yep. it is. I'll yep. bet you mine is seven point five because we got one of those little freezers with the pizzas and crap in. And you see, I, I'm not prone to like the exact numbers and stuff like that. And that's normal for for. Um, well, see, it's nice when you've got. Well, what is actually right here where we can Alexa? Look at it. How many pounds in a gallon of water? Water weighs about eight and one third pounds. Eight and one third pounds. Yeah. Alexa, eight point three three times one eighty six. Eight point three three times one hundred eighty six is one thousand five hundred forty nine point three eight. Yep. Wow. That's oh, wow. right. So that that freezer. Well, you you got to understand. It probably wasn't frozen to the correct top. Yeah. Uh, so you, let's take off a hundred pounds there for that. So, you know, maybe it was, uh, you know, or let's even take, you know, even if we take 200 pounds off, it's still 13, 13, yeah. 50, over, basically. Yeah. Well over half a ton. And it, yeah. it did. It took all of them to get that into it and they heave hoed. And I remember watching the videos. I used to have it, but again, that old hard drive. Yeah. Um, and I, I got that serendipitously too. Um, you wouldn't want to drop it on your toe, that's for sure. Mm -mm. 
So. Ah. <laughs> there we are. Steve, my Alexa hearing and answering you too. Yep. yep. <laughs> WNBIG says, That's Western so New York funny. Big says that, uh, yep, their Alexa's hearing them too. <laughs> so, uh, moving forward. So, here we have this uh, um, uh, thing. Now, now, again, let's go back to TJ listening to the George Norrie program, Coast to Coast AM. And, uh, and uh, here, here we are um, listening to this, and we just look at each other, and uh, we didn't say nothing, but you know, we both had that look—that look of this is something's wrong here. Mm. Um, so the next morning, uh, it was probably about five o'clock in the morning. I feel I'm I'm sleeping in a chair, as was most of everybody else, and I feel a tap on my shoulder, and it was TJ. He's like, "Come on, let's go see if this thing's real." So him and I go tooling off into the into the thing, and TJ pulls out a hammer and starts beating the shit out of the ice. And finally, he reaches in and he's able to get a hair and he pulls it out and he he goes just like this. Is it? Let's, let's go see if it's real. So I grab the hair real quick and I look under it under a magnifying glass, and it's very tubular. I'm like, oh, yeah. this looks synthetic. So now yeah. we're waking Schmalz back up. And Schmalz back and I both at the same time, let's burn it. Yeah. Because if it's hair, it's going to burn. Right. But plastic if, is going to. But if plastic, it's going to roll up into a ball. Yeah. So we lit it up and right into a ball. Uncharacteristic of hair. Uncharacteristic hair. So <laughs> Schmalz back calls Biscardi. We're kind of, he's got us him on speakerphone. And they say, and we want to speed up the process of heating this thing down so we can see if it's real or not. Right. So that's what we do. We throw the salamander into the uh, into the freezer. We heat that trailer up so bad that the insulation begins to melt from the freezer. Last <laughs> time we see this stuff coming out between the freezer cracks. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> it's the insulation. It's melting. So. Eventually, we get it to the point we hammer a little bit more. I reach in and grab a foot. A foot. And uh, where is that? You got to have that picture. I do. (laughs) There it comes. So the picture on the left is clearly my hand. This little piggy. Because I am left-handed, and that's my left hand. And there it is pulling up the rubber foot. This picture was taken like a week later. When they got the rest of it thawed out. But all we did was we got that one section thawed out. We were able to pull a foot. It was rubber. Done. Over yeah. with. Yeah. So then Schmalzback calls Biscardi. And Biscardi's like, not pissed off. Not. Like, okay. All right. I'll give him a call. And then we don't hear nothing for 24 hours. <clears throat> and that was, uh, that was Saturday. We hear Biscardi back Sunday morning. And that's when the fun begins. Uh, they asked me to, you know, well, I'm going to write a statement up because people need to know. I promised my listeners, damn it, that I'm going to, they'll know by Monday night, which at the time was the, the, the slot for the show. They will know whether or not this thing is real or not. Okay. So I write a statement up. 
but they didn't want me to they didn't want me to put it out. Bob needed to look at it and Bob did something to it and then shipped it out to Biscardi or shipped it back to him and <coughs> eventually they changed it for their own purposes. Um, I spoke about searching for Bigfoot being ripped off, not Tom Scardy personally. Right. Um, I actually read that statement to new <coughs> news camp, but it never got broadcast. Um, unfortunately, but the, the misused one was, was posted here and there by searching for Bigfoot. And of course it was edited by Java Bob. It says written by Steve Coles and approved by Java Bob. Oh my goodness. I like, I need fucking approval from him. Mm. Well, they got their approval, and they, they got my real release when I got out of Dodge. But Sunday morning, the call comes in, and uh, at the time, Bill Lett had left with J.C. Johnson and Leonard Dan, who were part of the crew. God rest J.C.'s soul. Yeah. They went off to get some, you know, pick up groceries so we could eat for the day. Biscardi calls and says, guys, here's what we're going to do. And this, I remember almost verbatim. Guys, here's what we're going to do. He goes, now what we're going to do is we're all going to sign it, not NDAs, and not talk about this ever again. And the boys are going to pick up their, the boys are going to pick up the the, the body, and they're going to take it back to Georgia. And we're just going to say that the, the, the media scrutiny scared them off. So they took their body and went home. That sound okay to you, Jet Bob? Oh, before he said that, he said, and and see, and there's a there's a lot of we can make money out of this, and ain't nobody getting any money if they go cowboy. And I know he meant that right to me. Yep. All right. So he goes, Bob, is that okay with you? Well, you know, I may not agree with it, but you're the boss, so I, you know, I'll have to go along. Wow. <clears throat> goes to TJ. Well, Dad, you're the boss. You know, whatever you want to do. Brian Mazzola, who was the videographer at the time, who took the videos of of uh, actually what you see on CBS and the, the Fox News thing of them filming uh, various portions and the, the picking up of the body. And yeah. Mazzola turns around and says, well, Tom, uh, you know, whatever you want to do. Chief? No. <laughs> Storm out. I may have I, I may have actually said I don't want to talk I may have actually said I don't want to talk about it. I was so disgusted, so shocked. And I walked out. And that was the last I ever heard of uh, no, actually I, I heard from him like 10 minutes later. I walk out. Because everybody's like, "Yeah, yeah, go along, go along." I walk out. And what I do is I go to the back of the freaking barn and I take a a folding chair and I throw it across this lawn. I threw it about a good 20 yards. <laughs> and they're like, what's the matter, Steve? And I turned around. I look right at Biscardi and Jabba Bob. I go, I am not. And Mazzola, I am not going to fucking cover up a hoax with another fucking hoax. No. Okay. Okay. So they called back Biscardi, tell him no. And he was like, okay, click. Well, what the whole game plan was, was in that lead up week, Biscardi had said to me, well, I'm going to have these guys, uh, you know, come out and uh, they did the Fox special on the alien autopsy. So I'm having them come out to film and I'm having the scientists, but he could never tell me who the scientists were. Wink, 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 right? Yeah. 
right? They were never scientists, but the film crew, he knew who was coming for Tuesday. Now, why you ask that? Because in 2009, I, or actually, the end of 2008, in my conversation, probably the last week of December with Dyer, when we kind of said, why do you think I'm involved? And we all get talking about this. And he says, well, what was the purpose of this? And he goes, I, I, I don't really know, but Biscardi had this idea of making like this Bigfoot autopsy video. Right. Boom. Yeah. And there was the puzzle, the piece of the puzzle. Biscardi telling me he had the alien autopsy people and, and Dyer telling me that, well, Biscardi wanted to do this autopsy video. Right. The pieces yeah. of the puzzle fit. Now I know what the end plan was. And guess what? This son of a bitch by saying, no, I'm not covering the hoax up. This is phony. I derailed that whole damn thing. Yeah. If he had gotten the NDA signed, anybody, he could have sued for big dollars. Now you're going to ruin my Bigfoot, my, my movie. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? So. Anatomy guess, of a Bigfoot. Anatomy of a Bigfoot. And it turned out to be anatomy, anatomy of a Bigfoot, Bigfoot hoax. And that's yeah. exactly why yeah. he named that some bitch. Yeah. His, his DVD because it was supposed to be anatomy of a Bigfoot and they right. anatomy of a Bigfoot hoax. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so that was the end game of that. Well, I remember that uh, night. I remember those that times, and it was a very scary time. Uh, I was afraid for you. I mean, everybody while you was, were at the but airport, but you know. but you see, you know. The thing is, I did not want to have a confrontation with Bob, who, right. you may not know this, has a horrible temper, who had a horrible temper. He got mad at me one day and actually pushed me out of the way hmm. over something like, hey, I'm working on this. Yeah. And he just comes over and pushes me. When he goes off, he's crazy. So that's why, you know, uh, if I had stepped out of line anytime, that's why I was very diplomatic on that podcast, which... Should I have held it for a day till I got out of Dodge? Maybe. But I knew about the NDA and I'm on the show. And then somebody's asking me, oh, well, you think Tom's involved? Well, I don't have any direct evidence that he was involved in the hoax. Not yet, because right. I didn't know what the end game was. I didn't even think well, of that. That night, I mean, uh, you you, uh, you had called in or Billy, you had called into the show. Billy was 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 co-host and running the show. Yeah. And he was asking you, well, everybody was asking you a bunch of questions about it, but you couldn't talk. I remember that because I you were in well, the midst of everybody. Well, I couldn't. Uh, they didn't want me to announce it was fake until like 1022. In the sh- yeah. The show, excuse me, the show ran from 9 to 11. And I couldn't announce it till 1022 because it wasn't going to make the news until 10 o'clock. Right. So at 10... Whatever it was at ten twenty two, I announced it, and it turned out they didn't announce it till ten thirty. So I was still the first. But there was another show with my inner circle that already had leaked that it was fake, and that yeah. they were concerned about me being stuck where I was because there was firearms there. There right. was a very bad tempered Java Bob, and you know I I don't know TJ's falling you know thing in this. You know, family is family, blood is blood. Well. The only the only yeah. safety I can rely upon there was J.C. Johnson and Leonard Dan. I don't yeah. think, and even J.C. years later would tell me, you know, you know, I wouldn't let nothing happen to you. No, you know, and, yeah. and he wouldn't have. He wouldn't. Yeah. J.C. But you see, the, the reason why J.C. I don't, and, and Leonard weren't involved, I think, in the initial discussion was because J.C. Uh, Biscardi always thought J.C. would just blow. You know, J.C. never really 
win against anybody. He was the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. He would never say a bad thing about somebody. Neither would Leonard. Leonard was always quiet, and Leonard didn't have an internet presence. Yeah. And he was pretty much unknown except in certain circles. So that being said, the, the person they were worried about was right here. Yeah. And I didn't play. I didn't play games. You know what? It was never about money. Um, I lost money on it. I yep. lost a job over it. Yep. Because it was a story I had to follow to the end. And I'm glad I did. You know, I'm glad I did. <coughs> because Well, one thing well, you didn't, you didn't lose any integrity there, Mr. Coles. <laughs> and I'm proud of you for it. People are mad. People are mad that I didn't come out in that show and say, well, I think Tom is involved. Well, how do you know anything? Because I have no evidence. I know what he said. Yeah. Could he have been hoodwinked at the time? Well, I don't have any evidence to say otherwise until I found out after the show that the DNA evidence was different than what he had sent me. Well, you know, that night, I, you know, of course, I'd be, I was there. I mean, uh, you know, listening to the show, I knew where you were at. I knew what was going on. And I also already know Mr. Coles, right. when he gets in investigation mode, he's not going to spill a bunch of what he thinks. <laughs> he's going to wait and, until he's got a, a pages full of facts and say, well, here's exactly what happened, you know. <laughs> right. Professional investigation. I mean, yeah. do you see Brian Laundry being charged with murder yet? Yeah. Do you see him being yeah. charged yet? Yeah. No. Why is that? You know, we all know that he's the likely guy who did he's it because they're looking for yeah. nobody else, right? Right. But there's a reason why they haven't charged him. The reason why they aren't speaking about it. You don't do that in a professional investigation. Right. And people did not understand. The public didn't understand. They wanted, and, and, and the ostracization I took for a period of like three months after that, four months after that. And then finally, six months, eight, seven months later, I came back swinging. Because now I had all the information. Yeah. And trust me, that was one of the, the quickest, and, you know, c considering the complexities of everything. Right. Um, Getting that once I came back from my Georgia trip to meet Rick, and that was the first time I had ever met him. People, you know, um, the the first time I come back from, from that trip, now I've got the I've got the ammo. Yeah. Right. And then I, I the other ammo just sealed up the other investigation because people don't know that when I was, you know, contracted by searching for Bigfoot as a forensic evidence evaluator and collector, which is what I was, not an employee. Right. Um, let me see if I have something to show you. Um, oops. Let me let me just show you all this real quick. I was not an employee of searching for Bigfoot. I was a contractor and. Tell me, nope, uh, nope, nope. No. There it is. Here it is. Right? There it is. This was 2007. And I had left them in April. I, I said, no more. I'm, 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 yeah. I get a job at home. I'm, I'm sorry. I can't do this anymore. But there it is. That was for two expeditions. Yeah. Month long expeditions. So a couple grand a month. Mind you, I have to pay my own taxes out of that, and there's no benefits. But it says right there, non-employee compensation right, right there. I had right. no loyalty to them. Matter of fact, 
Um, more matter of fact, I had uh, never gotten a copy of the Searching for Big, Bigfoot business plan. I had seen them shuffling them around, but I never gotten my hands on it. Yeah. And why was that? Because it was so filled with lies. In fact, I did eventually get a copy of it. You know who gave it to me? Rick Dyer. Because oh. Rick got one. I didn't. Oh, Rick I'm such an one. employee of the, you know, I'm such well, an employee. Well, thanks, Rick. You did some good there, bud. Appreciate it. He did. He yeah. actually, listen, Rick. Yeah. Goose Falls. <laughs> Aaron caught that real quick, too. <laughs> it's actually Glens Falls. <laughs> I'm always living in Glens Falls. That's why I have no problem putting that address up there. I don't live there anymore. So don't try to find me there. I'm long gone from there. <laughs> Uh, but you know i'm such an employee you know and and, you know that's why i hate you know i i hate that lauren coleman was oh but former biscardi employee no i was not an employee well i never i had no allegiance to searching for bigfoot they paid me to go out on an expedition and, and, and handle their evidence and guess what i got a free ride around the country basically to talk to bigfoot witnesses and go out and investigate yeah you and at the right. same time, and see whether or not the Biscardi organization was telling the truth. So you're a private contractor, Steve. That's what that's that it. is. Yeah. Right. I, I, I'm just like I said. I, you know, it, it, if I'm mowing the lawn in front of the FBI building as a contractor, does that make me an FBI agent? Does that make me an employee of the FBI? <laughs> no. 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 So the 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 the. The, uh, the 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 slight of saying, oh, he's a Biscardi employee is bullshit. Hey, at one time, I would have cleaned the bathrooms at NASA just to say, yeah, I work for NASA. Yeah. Wouldn't bother me a bit. Yeah, but you know what? Their janitors, <laughs> prob- their janitors probably do work for NASA. But, <laughs> what it, do but you if, do? I'm sitting there, if I'm sitting there called to repair the driveway yeah. <laughs> or repair the, the runways on a regular basis, yeah. and I work for Joe Schmo Construction. Right. I'm not an employee of NASA. I'm right. an employee of Joe Schmo Construction, right. you know, contracted, contracted to do a job. Yeah. So, uh, you know. Um, Central Florida yeah. Bigfoot. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, by the way, too, here's something else. Uh, Dyer has made the claim every once in a while that he received more than $50,000 from Biscardi. That's baloney. This is out of the police report. This is the actual ATM uh, or the the receipt yeah. they had gotten from the bank for the fifty thousand uh, dollars provided yeah. by Bill Lett. Um. So yeah, yeah. So let's set that straight. So now you see people know that I have all the info on this. Um. You know, in that right picture, it looks like a banana floating there in the water. Do you see that? <laughs> they were some sort of intestine. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna take that off because somebody's gonna say it's a somebody's gonna say it's a it's pretty gross looking. Man. Somebody's gonna say it's a schmeckle. Well, I, I, but before you did know, the uh, the head, the face was filled out there. They they had stuffed some. What did they stuff in there, man? Was it like meat or something? Or? I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I, I wasn't there long enough to the whole. Pardon the French. I wasn't there long enough for the whole fucking thing to defrost. Yeah, because I was out. You, uh, you know, you look like, at God the, knows when, All I know is there was a fell set of teeth in there. When when you look at the the thought out there with his head turned to the side, his face <clears> looks like it's kind of 
Uh, yeah, there, the here side. we go. It did say yeah. male. Thank you. Yeah. And I was trying to say it's a schmeckle. <laughs> Thanks and beans. Uh, anyway. Uh, well, I was thinking, honestly, it looked like a banana floating <laughs> in I thought somebody may have did it for a joke, Aaron. I, I don't know. And <laughs> <laughs> why is that the reason? Sorry, Joe. I didn't mean it that way. Um, anyway. Um, yeah. So. There you there you have the in basically in a in a nutshell. I almost said nut sack, but <laughs> um that was probably in there too. But uh, um yes, it was pig goat balls, you know, possum intestines. There was the the possum is actually what they drew. Uh, I know what's in it. I just to me it, it doesn't matter. It's kind of pedantic, you know, it, it's a costume. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Uh oh, Joe! They're starting, they're starting on you. <laughs> um. So yeah, so we have all this this um interesting stuff go on. Um. Uh, so it fell apart pretty quick. Uh, I got back. Uh, well, actually, well, I was at the Baltimore airport. I don't know if you remember me doing the podcast from the Baltimore airport. Yes. Where I had said, "Hey, listen, folks, I just want to let everybody know that, uh, I, I, you know, that the DNA letter was forged, right? And that Biscardi had tried to cover it up by trying right. to get us all to sign NDAs and use a cover story. Yeah, that was not the truth. And I said no. Yeah. And uh, you know, meanwhile, uh, my buddy Ted Petrosini was writing Lauren Coleman and writing some other people, keeping them in the loop of what's going on." And, uh, you know, I had a lot of support of great people. Uh, thank you, John Cartwright. He, he got me home. Um, yeah, it was just, uh, it was just one of those things. Um, you know, uh, John. Yep. World's greatest Bigfoot hunter right there. Jay, John Cartwright. And, uh, he took, he, he said, I got your plane ticket. Get out of there. Thank yeah. you, sir. Uh, Billy was going to drive me. Billy was going to pick me up, but I didn't know where the flip I was. Yeah. You know, I didn't know how far it was like hours for them to drive. It would have been like horrible. And then Indy finally said, Well, you should. I love Indy. I miss Indy. Steve yeah. Pickett. He was like, yeah. Steve, you should have called me. I'm only a couple hours away. I would have came and got you. Yeah. You know, um, but it is, but I'm glad I stayed. I didn't leave Saturday night like I had originally planned to because Sunday came that non disclosure deal. Right. Right. So I caught all that. Um, it's unfortunate well, that I couldn't get out until Tuesday morning, but uh, I'm going to ask you a question. I don't know if anybody else has asked you this or not, but, uh, it may be, it may seem like a tough question, but it's actually a really easy one. If it's the truth, it's uh, always easy. Right. So Mr. Culls, tell me, uh, you could have went along with this and signed a non-disclosure agreement. And you could have been riding a gravy train on biscuit wheels with money, with money, with fame and fortune. Why didn't you sign that NDA agreement and go along with it? Because a man is only born with one integrity. You break that integrity. You know, I had a commitment to my audience. Right. And I've always said, I tell them the truth, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Always. Yeah. Uh, I don't deviate from that. Doing my own thing is more important than than, than riding on a coattail, especially of, of a, a fucking liar. You know, um, 
I had felt deceived. I was pissed off. I was hurt. I knew the part of my French stuff fucking hurt that it was going on with, you know, my good late friend Dan Gordon, who so wanted to have his fucking validation before this happened. Yeah. And in case you don't know Dan Gordon, Dan Gordon was the police officer who in 1984 had seen one kicking across the road. Yeah. Right. And guess what? He was he had a heart attack in 92, so he disclosed who he was and came out with his story. It wasn't an anonymous police officer. Now it was da- former police officer Dan Gordon. Right. And he would get tearful when he talked about it. Yeah. Because that's how it affected him. And then to, to have this not be a fucking real thing after lying, I guess call me stupid. Biscardi's lying. But you know what? I'm going to get to the truth at the end of the road anyway. That's the only way to solve some of these things is take it as far as you can get it. I don't mind getting my hands dirty. I've been getting my hands dirty before. I've worked undercover. I've even worked undercover for the feds under contract. And damn it, I was going to find out what went on. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. Oh, money. Money ain't shit. And you know that, Chris. Yeah. You know, it can't. Money can't buy you integrity. Money can't buy you family. Money can't yeah. buy you friends. That's right. Money can't buy you complete happiness. Can buy you some happiness, and but and not the, not complete happiness. And at the end of the road, when you're in the ground, what good's right. that money going to do you? Right. Not bad. Not a good. Not a bad. And you know, how am I? Norma's in the house. Hello, Norma. She goes. What's all even more sad is people <laughs> leave them and still follow them, or, or some of them anyway. Correct. You know, well, that was a good answer, and, and, sir. And, and, Thank and you. Not to not to disgrace Scott Marlowe because he passed away, but you know when Morgan Matthews started coming around, guess who wandered on the gravy train? Every once yeah. in a while, you get like people like you know Scott Marlowe or MK yeah. Davis or or all these people. Oh yeah, yeah, pay attention to me. Going yeah. with Biscardi, who was just in the middle of this fucking huge hoax. Yeah, and then you have John L. Johnson who. Makes oh Bigfoot lives three, and now he's trying to repackage it and taking Biscardi's name off that. Why? Because they're in a lawsuit. Come on, that man's called everybody a hoaxer. But what is the first thing he does? He goes out with a hoaxer to do film for the reason of well, I really want an award. He wants that Pocono Mountain Film Festival award. Yeah, right. And that is the damn truth. And that's what he told me, saying the reason why he's going with him. And then he got pissed off when I told him that Biscardi's operation was a, was a, was a sham at the time, right? So, in case people don't know, Searching for Bigfoot received like four hundred thousand dollars from two thousand six to two thousand eight to put up mainly museums. Which, and he's always gotten money for these museums. Oh, I'm going to have one here. Uh, I'm going to have the Las Vegas props and shops. You know, we're going to put a Bigfoot museum in there. Oh, we're going to put one on the San Francisco Pier. Oh, we're going to put one on the Apache White Mountain Tribe Reservation. Oh, we're going to put one on the Blackfeet Tribe Reservation. Guess what? Oh, we're going to put one in Sacramento. None of them ever happened. Why? He had the money. Always the excuses. Yeah. That's why. uh, And guess what? Is it a coincidence that, geez, he was getting investment money or the company was getting investment money and then was paying other investors. And then their CFO, David Nielsen, gets popped for a Ponzi scheme. And he goes to federal prison. Is, mm. it, is it a coincidence there? Because Biscardi's not about faking Bigfoot. He's about making money. Yeah. And people got to understand that. Yeah. It's about the money. 
Do I seem a little emphatic there? Yeah. Well, you know, a, a little passion about something you're passionate about Pe is you know, to be people, expected. You know. Okay. So Rick Dyer and Matt Wynn do this little, uh, this Bigfoot hoax. All right. I pick up on it because what do I do? I bust hoaxes. Okay. Right. Then enter, enter, you know, the Godfather from, from the West Coast. And what does he want to do? He blows it up. Who's the real bad guy in this? <laughs> the the well, guy, the, the guy over there, who, oh, I didn't do nothing. And tries to capitalize on anatomy yeah. of the Bigfoot hoax. Come on. <laughs> Come oh, on. Oh, yeah. yeah. So to me, the real bad guy is not necessarily Rick Dyer, although he, he's got his issues. Right. Hopefully yeah. after our long talk, uh, after the show a couple of nights ago, Hopefully, that's behind him, but that's yeah. up to him, and I'm going to step away from that. I wish him the best in it, you know. Well, you I, know, I, I can't, I can't promote him, nor will I. No, nor no. should anybody else. Let him do his own thing, right? And let's see how that progresses if he chooses to do so. If he but, chooses not to, and I mean, his comment to all of us is he's staying out of Bigfoot. Right. And yeah, I mentioned something to get him riled up. But he has gone through a really bad year. And I think that sometimes he's realizing that maybe it was results of some of the ways he behaved. And I'm hoping that sticks. I'm yeah. hoping he, 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 you know, I can only wish I see people understand. Why don't you hate him? Because I'm a professional investigator. Do you know how many people I've dealt with that are bad people or so bad people? The, the person who steals $10,000 from, you know, a bunch of stores and then you catch him. And they're like, I know, I get a drug habit. Yeah. And, and if it wasn't for the drug habit, these people would probably be okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't hurt a child. They wouldn't beat, you know, somebody up. They wouldn't go in your house and steal your stuff. So how do you feel? You, you know, you treat people as people, no matter what they do. Now, the only people that you, you don't treat that way is the people that refuse to acknowledge their problem and that can and that lie and lie and lie and not have some remorse after you confront them. <laughs> and that is the case with Rick. He has some remorse now. Well, yeah. And, uh, okay. You know, Rick, Rick, and I'm not sticking up for him at all. No. So don't get that. No. <clears throat> it is what it is. I'm a professional. I've, I chased a guy for four years and we ended up getting him stole tens of thousands of dollars worth of stuff. He ended up in the, in the, the final apprehension of getting him. He ended up macing one of my guys. And then, the, you know, the troopers were right there and they got him and he went away for other charges too. He went away for four and a half years. So fast forward about 10 years, 15 years after that, I'd run into him in a store. And at first he tries to deny who he is, but then he, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's me. He goes, come on, let's go out and talk. So we talk. And, and like I said, you know, people, somebody said, oh, it's a big joke to those two now. Look at them. They're chuckling about it. But that's the way an investigator is. It's like, I'm not going to take this shit personally. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. hey, remember this? Remember that? And I was doing the same thing with this guy we chased. Like, hey, you remember the time I was driving? You were driving down Interstate 87 and you looked over and you saw me? Because he knew who the hell I was. Yeah. He, and all of a sudden he guns it and he veers off, uh, off the exit. And I just keep on going by. Because... I wasn't chasing him. I was going right. home. Right. And, and it just so happened he was driving. And he goes, yeah, what I, go, I wasn't chasing. I was going you, home. You and we started laughing. We started laughing about it. 
You planted that's... a seed of paranoia, Steve. <laughs> you never know. But you see, that's that's the way I, you know, that's the way I am when it comes to these. Yeah. I, I take nothing personal a lot of time. The only thing I take personal, like I said at the beginning of the broadcast, was you attack my girlfriend, you attack my family, you attack my my, right. my pets, my property. I take it personal. Or and the last thing you attack that'll take personal is my integrity. That's yeah. the one thing I hold very dear when it comes to this field. I'm not saying that in my personal relationships, I haven't made missteps, but I can say as far as this, this thing of ours, Chris, yeah, and my job and my professional uh, career, uh, things, uh, you know, you, you work with, with hundred percent honesty and you work with hundred percent truth. So, um, well, you know, one thing you can say about you know Rick and Matt, they they put together a Bigfoot body and they had a little hoax, but you know I just I don't honestly believe it was their idea to come up with an anatomy of a Bigfoot afterwards after the hoax was revealed. So you know you got to give them that. But somebody else was wanting to <coughs> roll with this right. and make some green out of it besides them, and somebody else was probably talking to them into saying. Well, look, guys, here's what we'll do. We'll make an anatomy of a Bigfoot video, and you guys take this thing after we're done and just dump it somewhere, and we'll all ride the gravy train. Yeah. To me, it's never about that. I had my own thing. I'm not going to ruin my own thing. Yeah, I know that. I know that. And, and, And look at the And look at what has transpired since. I've been on how many TV shows? Do I make money off? Of, no, the only show I, I ever know, made dude. money off of was Loch Ness. All the rest of them, anything I've ever done, any show I've ever done for Bigfoot, I've done for free. Yeah. You know, uh, have I been paid to speak? Probably in maybe about 20% of my engagements, I've been paid to speak. Other than that, it's all I have to make money on the field is to, to sell my books. Maybe I get some gas money. Maybe I get a little extra at a show that, that I don't require. Um, yeah, it's not really that, uh, that may change for certain venues in the future. That may change for certain venues in the future because I'm not going to do a show where, you know, the the the, the person that, that's running it is doing it for money and yeah. making, you know, thousands of dollars. And, you know, that's the way they make their money for the year is do a, a show or two a year, depending on what it is. And well, then say, hey, we want you to speak, but not pay you anything nor give you a table. Can't do it. Well, with Bigfooting, you know, you're not going to make a lot of money here. If anybody wants to no. get into it for the money, you know, just prepare to be broke. Yeah, I'm not in <laughs> it for the money. Yeah. Um, so anyway, there were some real good questions that were asked of me. Oh. Um, let me pull the, the question list up here. Um, so, uh, and this is this is just based on some of the misnomers that are out there. Please respond when you can get... That so uh, the Bigfoot community can have more, a little more disclosure from your point of view. They've always had disclosure. Yeah. You know, they, you know, uh, they've, they've always had disclosure. I've always talked about this. Just because you weren't paying attention in 20, 2010 is not my fault, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not anything new. But then I guess what is old is new again. Um, were you a member of the Biscardi team during the frozen Bigfoot scam? No, I have never been a member of their team. I was contracted to examine their forensic evidence. Now, they may have said I've been part of their team, 
but technically I was not part of searching for Bigfoot, which I did September 2007 through April 2008. Yeah. At which time I left more to the fact I was doing a fact finding mission to determine Biscardi's interest in the Bigfoot field. I had several people that were aware of what I was doing. You know, Melissa Hovey was aware, Sean Forker, you know, Eric Waltman, Billy Willard certainly was, as was Matt Knapp. And he was the outsider that that knew, because everybody was friends there. But Matt Knapp knew as well. And I was telling him constantly what was going on. Was it a propaganda stunt for the Biscardi team to purchase the fake frozen Bigfoot before it thawed? Well, they see, there's the the uh, the um, not listening to the information. The Biscardi team did not purchase the item. Biscardi did using money he borrowed from investor William Lett. Biscardi yeah. apparently, as I found out later, was going to film a Bigfoot autopsy documentary with the same folks who did the alien autopsy several yeah. years earlier. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you expect the fake frozen Bigfoot? Did you inspect the fake frozen Bigfoot in person or by video before the purchase of the hoax? No. The first time I had ever met Rick Dyer in person was in February 2009 to obtain evidence implicating Biscardi in the scheme. I had only spoken to him on the phone once or twice prior to the to the setup podcast uh, to set the podcast up, which all the claims he made were debunked. The last time I had ever seen Biscardi was in late June, early July of 2008, while he was driving through New York for lunch, uh, for lunch with him and the team investigating a sighting report in the Catskills. At that point, I could care less about uh, Biscardi, as I knew J.C. Johnson and Leonard Dan were traveling with him, and that's who I really wanted to see. Yeah. Mind you, this hoax was from the last week of July 2008 through August 18, 2008. Did you facilitate the sale of the frozen Bigfoot? And no, I had nothing to do with other than the fact that Dyer, uh, I had Dyer on the podcast. Um, Biscardi, uh, Biscardi, uh, Scotty had asked me about them, which I stated my feelings. <coughs> All I did was give them a phone number. After my podcast of late July 28, I had no communication with Dyer or Witten and only getting lies from Biscardi. Biscardi called one, one Saturday evening and asked me to type the contracts, which we now know were not even used. Um, yeah, it was about 7, uh, 7 or 8 a.m. Eastern, <laughs> making it 4 or 5 a.m. Pacific. Uh, I did as I asked and emailed it to him. Did you realize it was a scam before or after the sale for crying out loud? I didn't believe Dyer. And that was, I was quite stunned by Biscardi telling me he had seen it, uh, had seen it. And it was real at that point. And ever since after my podcast, I had a wait and see approach more to the matter, to the fact I knew where they were taking the body and went there at my own cost flying out. Unfortunately, that made me miss the press conference where the real DNA was de- debuted. I would have learned then that Biscardi had sent a phony DNA report to me, JC to me, JC Johnson, and several others. Friday night, TJ Biscardi and I listened to Coast to Coast with George Nori, and that was the whole George Nori story. Yeah. Uh, how much money was exchanged from Biscardi to Dyer during? Biscardi never exchanged money to Dyer. $50,000 confirmed by withdrawal receipt in the Clayton County police file, which I have the entire 89 page police report, uh, was exchanged by the investor, Bill Lett, who was loaning the money to Biscardi and the SFBI team consisting of Robert Schmalzbach, TJ Biscardi, Brian Mazzola, JC Johnson, and Leonard Dan, who took possession of the body. Biscardi himself was never on the scene during or after the pickup. 
Are you embarrassed? The self to be the self deemed squatch detective. No, actually, I wasn't the self deemed. That was just my handle I used as an email. People started calling me that. Yeah. But okay, whatever. And yet, you allowed one of the costliest scams in Bigfoot history to exchange under your watch and direction. No, what? you didn't. What, what? what are they talking about? What? <laughs> Look on uh, Wikipedia, the 2008 uh, Bigfoot hoax. Under my direction. And it'll tell you on, on Wikipedia who busted that hoax. Yeah. Mr. Steve Coles. That's right. <laughs> Embarrassed? No, given the fact I was the one who stopped the hoax in its tracks, so I did not allow anything. Only part one of the hoax had been allowed, the press conference. But there was no evidence prior to that to call out on except talk. Part two of the hoax was the more sinister in the money-making scheme as I was to find out. Costliest. Uh, it was an exchange between co-conspirators, the way I see it, so it didn't yeah. cost anyone but the conspirators money. Right. Aside from my And aside from myself, who spent my own money to get there to put a stop to it. Mind you, after giving that phone number out, I was just a bystander to it as everyone else, with the exception of knowing you know, what the contracts had stated which I ended up didn't because there was a whole nother contract made right. and it was extra page and a half. Um, uh, and where the body was going, uh, you know, uh, and other than the, the same lies that Biscardi was telling to me and the rest of the, the SFBI teams, all were told the same lies by Biscardi that he had seen it, touched it, smelled it to say it was costly would indicate Biscardi was duped. He was not. So, um, did the results of the frozen Bigfoot scam affect your business relationship with Biscardi? How about your personal relationship with Tom? As I have stated, I had no business relationship with Tom other than the fact that he paid me to tag along with some expeditions for forensic evidence and collection advice, which he never took anyway. <laughs> the last time I had ever heard from Biscardi, um, was, uh, you know, trying to cover up the, the hoax and get the SFBI team to sign nine disclosure agreements. Yeah. And I go into the, the exact, uh, the day before I got out of camp, I heard, uh, I had learned the issue with the DNA forgery. The minute I got out of camp, I went on a live podcast and we talked about that. Uh, yeah. Did the results of the frozen Bigfoot scam affect your relationship with your business relationship with Rick Dyer? How about your relationship with Rick? I never had a business relationship with Rick nor personal relationship. <laughs> I'm in New York for Christ's sake. Where did this come from? Business relationship. Biscardi, <laughs> after implicating, <laughs> after me implicating him, had made some reference to riding ATVs with Dyer and Winton prior to the hoax, trying to implicate me, trying yeah. to implicate he had been set up. I asked to show the public. I'm sorry. I asked to show the public the video. And lo and behold, no video ever surfaced because it didn't right. exist. Yeah. And personally, I have never driven an ATV. I've ridden on the back of one, but I really don't like it. LOL. I'd rather hoof it. <laughs> uh, do you, okay. And then he asked, do I have a weblog link and stuff? And there it is. And I, oh, I make a mention that I wrote a book in that uh, debuted in 2012 that yeah. details all of this. Yeah. Um, and, and then I, I wrote, lastly, there was always full disclosure. If you have heard my interviews over the past two decades, uh, when asked, I never shy away from the topic. 
And that was my response to that. So, well, you know, you walked away with your integrity. And you could have walked away with a pocket full of money instead if you would have just surrendered that. And mm -hmm. I'm so proud of you that you didn't. And you, you're, you've got the kind of character that I like. And, and that's what it takes. And that's why uh, Nat, you did a, a Nat Geo special came to you. And National Geographic said, Steve, we would like to send you to Loch Ness to investigate yep. something for us. And then America's Book of Secrets yeah. and yeah. Mysteries and Monsters Unsolved. Yeah. And then uh, all the other stuff that's come along. Um, so I think, you know, to me, I think you're, you're better off for remaining a man of integrity. Well, and, uh, you know, the only, the only downside of this entire thing is that every once in a while, you'll get a smart ass hoaxer or, or, or people that will try to propagate hoaxers, try to use that as ammo against me. Yeah. And now that we have a population that doesn't know, the truth now yeah. they know now here's the fresh new reference to all of it you have gotten the full disclosure of the truth as i know it uh, i mean yeah. like i say i have yeah let me reach back here here it is folks yeah And uh, that's all the paperwork, the documents. I, I don't want to sound like a broken record because I keep plugging your book, Steve, and I'm not here to sell Steve's book, but 50 Large has got all that stuff in there. I mean, I was like, uh, okay. Well, on this show, we actually have some new stuff like, hey, the contracts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always yeah. said the contracts were never signed, but yeah. Uh, uh, even in my book, I have the, the new contract in there, but I did not realize just until today that, wait a minute, this isn't the same contract. Right. Or maybe I did, and I just forgot. You know, this thing had so many moving parts. Yes. Um, and, and it's amazing that I am now in soon approaching 53, which will be in January, that I still remember Probably about 85 to 90% of us. Um, Hard to believe that's been uh, 13 years. Yeah. And Chris, it's hard to believe you've been co-hosting this show for 11. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> 11 of the 15 years. So hats off to you, brother. Hey, yay for me. I'm still Bennett, kicking. it, Bennett, Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, I can kick around for a few more uh, <clears throat> months. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. So, uh, yeah, uh, B. If anybody's got questions in the chat, fire away. Just put them in caps. I'll take some questions now. Uh, there it is. There he is. Uh, the tree climber episode. That's got to be Porcupine Gate. Uh, maybe. It's not going to be a full episode. I don't think it'll take a full episode to cover that, but we may, we may hit it, hit yeah. it sometime within the next couple of weeks. We got yeah. a big agenda coming that, up. That that did look good, you know. It did uh, from a distance. From a distance. <laughs> from a distance. Isn't that a song? From a distance. Uh, that sounds familiar. Anyway. Um, but uh, 
the uh, you know we got a lot going on. Next week we're gonna have Mike Ann on, and we're gonna be talking about their you know the presumptive Sasquatch hair testing, and that's in its stages of being worked just by using UV light. Very interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, and then the following week, if weather permits, Halloween night. Chris, you're gonna be part of it too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, will, will I actually be running the show that night? And then no, I'm, no, I, we can run it right from okay, from, okay, good, uh, good. But we're gonna take everybody on Halloween night, bigfooting <laughs> for a couple of hours. We're gonna go squatching, folks, and uh, we're gonna go back up to where we were the last time. And uh, I don't know if we're gonna have something throwing rocks at us again, or throwing a rock at us, or a tree knocking again at us. And uh, I'm hoping that Mike can can gather that audio um, for the show next week. So we can play that as a little taste of what hopefully sun, uh, Halloween night will be. Hey, maybe I can go okay. out there. We do have a question. Steve, do you think that Biscardi was just getting investors more than actually finding a big, real big? Yes, absolutely. The purpose of his company at the time was, yeah. and I'll say it again, and since they're not in existence anymore, in fact, searching for Bigfoot is not even owned. By no, somebody uh, else's, yeah, somebody else. And Chris <laughs> and I were talking about that the other night. It turns <laughs> out, go um, ahead, tell them, Steve. <laughs> it turns out that uh, somebody bought, you know, uh, you know, whatever they call themselves, Bigfoot, <laughs> uh, Bigfoot Capital Investments, or whatever the hell they call themselves. <laughs> and uh, you know, now that the the uh, the team is not a Biscardi driven board, they're looking at their stuff, and you can, you know, looking at the SEC filing. You know, you read this, you read the full thing. Well, you know, investors look at the, you know, at the, the outlook of sales for the next following quarter. And this is what we believe is going to be happening. And these are some of the things that are we're up against. I'm going to give you the Reader's Digest version. Ready for this one? What is the capital outlook for this company? Oh, shit. <laughs> That's, so that says it in about a nutshell. They're not even Bigfoot ticker BGFT anymore. No, <laughs> so they're they're done. Yeah. So searching for Bigfoot was part of that. They're no longer searching for Bigfoot ceased to exist with yeah. uh, the Bigfoot project investments or whatever the hell they call themselves. And you know, there you have their same lame things that yeah. we'd seen in the 2008 business plan. The the camera and the dinosaur. What the? That thing is long. Not anything to do with them. The the uh, the nine foot Homo erectus skeleton which they claim they never dug up. They're claiming that that's in their property, which I've never seen it, never seen yeah. it. So they're, they, they could be either lying about that. Uh, oh, yeah, the hand of unknown origin, the bear paw. Yeah. The... <laughs> we, we know that's a friggin' bear paw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We know that's the uh, claws cut off. But they're trying to claim that, you know. Um, yeah. That's pretty bad. So anyway, uh, Low Rider says, don't forget to take a rack of ribs and a plastic keys baby rattle. I got news for you. I got news for you. We know that's not real. We know that's not real. I'm not going to say how or why. That's for somebody else to say. Bring um, some uh, Texas Speed hot sauce for those ribs. Yep. That's right. A little speedy sauce on there. Um, but yeah. Uh, wow, what a show this has been. <laughs> Well, uh, and, and Joe says he's already packing the car. Joe, if you want to come down for Halloween and be part of that, come on down, brother. We'll do it. 
Absolutely. You're invited. Well, I think it was good to have this show, Steve, and get the information out there for those that may not know and that were may have been a little bit misled by a few well, things they heard. Tonight, I put up a lot of stuff that's never been seen before yeah. uh, on the web. Yeah. You know, never. Um, you know, some of the, you know, they may have been in book form and certain things. Um, you know, and, and as far as the book, you can buy it if you want. You don't have to. The book covers a lot of my travels leading up the spin up to this. It covers a little bit about myself. Uh, that was this was actually my first book I ever wrote. Yeah. Um, and it, it was over 300 pages. It was very Wasn't detailed. It? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it has a lot of recollections and I need to reread it because there's probably some things that I've forgotten over the years. Like, like in doing all this, I tell you, Oh shit, that's right. Biscardi did try to accuse me of writing ATVs, but forgot completely about that stupid claim. Cause it didn't last very long. It didn't hold any water. They're like, yeah, show me the evidence. If not, shut the hell up. You know, um, well, it's good to know uh, the, the uh, Norma story. asked, are we doing the Halloween in New York? Yes, we are. We yeah. are headed to a, uh, an area not too far from where I'm at. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to go up there, and but, if weather permits, and there's a couple of things that, that we have to keep our fingers crossed that it's not too much rain because we're going to end up getting bogged down just before the area we like to pull in. Or right. we may have to take another tack and go some other way. But we'll see. We'll see what we can do. I'm, I'm going to be scouting it during the day, so we'll be all good to go. But I'm and, still uh, going to be doing Halloween in Kentucky. And, oh, Stephen, I didn't even see you there. Stephen, same here. The honor was Steve. all mine, sir. And uh, I'm glad you enjoyed the show. Um, yes, Keith, I did. Uh, uh, I, I will reread it because uh, literally I get God knows how many Facebook messages a day. So, and if I'm at work, they stack up. So I'm like, real quick. <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, any, uh, oh, excellent. Yeah, it looks like Joe uh, may be coming and join us. Yeah, absolutely. Join us for the show live. Yeah. We're, we're going to have some fun. Um, and, and Joe, maybe this time you'll actually get a barbecue. Yeah, if I could find me a, a place that would have a decent cell signal, I'd go set up in the woods on Halloween just for the heck of it. <laughs> I've got that thing. Uh, finally, uh, you know, we just recently, or I just recently got the hotspot on my phone. So, like, you know, I could use that for a Wi Fi connection and use my computer in the field. So, OTS, Steve, we're planning on doing a show where you can look and say, look at, say, Footprinter, which may have taken in 29. I got a. Um, Looks like a bear, but full. Plan on doing a show. Got a picture. You okay. know, OT, I, yeah, I, I awesome. saw some four toed tracks before. But well, they that's turn the, out yeah. to be bears. Uh, they can turn out to be bear. They can also be a foot. There's just, just in, for whatever reason, a toe doesn't register. Yeah, if it doesn't have any claw marks in the ground in front of the toes. Oh, they... Joe, <laughs> let me. I I, I don't want to mislead you, Joe, um, because my tech, my newfound Texas friends will yell at me if I call it a barbecue. <laughs> Technically, it's a cookout. Okay, unless I plan on having you know like ribs or <laughs> we should have ribs just in honor of things. <laughs> oh, oh man. Yeah, you know, unless I make like barbecue ribs or chicken, 
you know, if I if I just put a steak on the grill or burgers on the grill and hot dogs, that's not really a barbecue. That's a cookout. Boy, that sounds so good because I've been eating stupid chicken and turkey for about a year and a half now. <laughs> Other than when you when you when you drop by, then I was able to splurge and 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 that's right. I, I do want to. I do want folks. Pop on over to Harry Man Hoax, Hoaxes and Hoodwinks. Go watch yeah. the fight. Dyer took round one, and Steve took round two. Then I stopped counting. <laughs> I, I think at the end of the night, though, it was uh, it was uh, pretty much I, I can say. Uh, um, yep, and Nikki, Nikki kept it kept it cool, and yeah. uh, you know I, I I had talked to, to Nikki afterwards about why I said what I said, and she understood. So right. you know, it's just. Uh, being an, an investigator, when you know you're you're coming into a hostile witness situation like that, there's certain things you have to uh, pull out of your pocket uh, just to make everything kind of reset. Because I think after I said that, I get very angry, and then he reset, and that's why I do those things. So yeah. Yeah, that's right, like, Aaron. Uh, Grilling and barbecue are not the same thing. So, so let me. Uh, <laughs> You know, I mean, a typical northern New Yorker says, oh, well, come on over here for a barbecue, and you get a hamburger. That's not barbecue. That's a grill. Yeah. yeah. It's grilling. Well, you know, in my experience, anytime there's flames and meat involved, it's it's pretty good experience. Yeah, yeah. Grilling and barbecuing is all great. Yeah. Like, I shouldn't promise somebody a barbecue when I'm right. just doing yeah. grilling. Speaking of which, anybody want to see a grilling, head over to Harry Man Hoaxes and Hoodwings. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a good and, name. And Harry Man Hoax is a get, good no, We got to get Nikki on the show at some point in time. Yes. Nikki, and, please uh, come on. We'll, we'll cross from them. But I know she runs her show sometimes on Saturday, and we may overlap by about a half hour. Yeah. <laughs> or on Sunday? Sunday? Nikki Sunday. said, No way. I was muting the best show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of which, Texas Bigfoot, Bigfoot Rangers is in the town. Hey, y'all. <laughs> And hello, yeah. Mike. Mike, I, I got to show that video at some point. I like Weird. that, y'all. Or, or would you say awkward? <laughs> that was great. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, what, what a journey it's been the last couple of days. I'm so glad we did this. And it's so good to see Mike out there from Texas Book Bigfoot Rangers. I'm like that. I can't speak tonight all of a sudden. Blah, blah, blah. Well, um, I'd, I'd say your throat's probably getting sore because no, you're doing no, a lot of talking tonight, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, we got to get Mike on sometime from Texas Bigfoot Rangers. His equipment and uh, Shelly Covington Montana's equipment is off the wall. Yeah, Mike and, don't and, play. <laughs> incredible. Mike does not play. Although uh, he does play, might show that video too of yeah. his, uh, his call blaster. You know, prop very so nicely on top of his <laughs> truck. about this? <laughs> watching people walk by and going, <laughs> and watching uh, people jump out of their shorts. Mike, you're a bad boy. <laughs> I, I already heard course, about hold on, you. Hold on. Mike does have a video on Instagram of me walking around with my uh, my flatulence generator on my phone and <laughs> acting like I'm walking by somebody and tooting. <laughs> and the looks. Oh, you guys. So we had we had time for a little hijinks there, which is always oh, good. Well, yeah, I mean, you always you got to make time for a little fun. And I, I tell you what, I, I I so glad I so hope he feels the same way. But I, I felt I made a good friend in Texas, 
Mike, I miss you already, man. We got to have some more laughs down the road sometime. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I made a lot of great friends down there. A lot of good people down there, of course. Uh, you know, I, I go down there. I just love, you know, the, I, I, I love the cuisine. I love the people's mentality. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, it just, after not being there for so long, it's like, wow, I, I, I missed it. I missed it. So, well, yeah. I mean, Texas is a great state, man. I mean, yeah. it is. I love it. But here's the, here's the crazy thing, Chris. Hmm. When I went down there, I checked the weather and Saturday, the day of the conference was actually warmer in New York. Oh, really? Well, by about four degrees. I'm like, what the hell? Well, but, you know, that's, that's kind of, it, 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 it is weird. Uh, they have some strange weather, but usually in the wintertime, it's a lot milder, you know, a lot milder. Yeah. Ah, thank you, brother. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's just good, good times. And, you know, it's for, I'm a Southern boy at heart. I don't know what it is. I just get down there and I feel well, so, I, so I don't know how you people. living up there next to the Canadian border, man. I mean, I, I would freeze to death. Come on, dude. Yeah. Move to, move to Kentucky. I'll find you a house around here somewhere. I mean, we, or, we got or at least, room. Or at least pencil tucky. <laughs> Pennsylvania would be good. I'm, I'm well, well, Southern PA is called Pennsylvania or something. Oh, okay. That's what they call Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. But no, no, Pennsylvania is still, still like that. South of the Mason-Dixon, man. South of the Mason-Dixon. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but yep. So anyway, folks, I, I if there's no more questions in the chat, anybody have a last-minute question? Negative? Okay. Uh, we'll give it a minute or two because I know we have like a 10-second A, a little lag. delay. Yeah, because yeah. I'm watching the... And, um, you know, this is, um, and oh, by the way, Mike, congratulations on those Cowboys this weekend. <laughs> Exciting game. Um, boy, I miss the barbecue from Texas, dude. Mm. Uh, mm. and the Tex-Mex food too. Yeah. You know, you get the freshest beef, you know, and well, you know, <laughs> You know, Chris and I will start a cooking show. <laughs> oh yeah, man! I tell you, we start talking, I get hungry. So uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm glad to see you're coming in, Joe. I, I'm so glad. That'll be fun. So anyway, folks, on that note, we're going to uh, uh, kick the show off, and uh, we will have a regular intro, uh, outro for the show. But I want to thank everybody for showing up tonight and sticking with us and learning and. Your support, I always appreciate that. We love you all. Be sure to click like and subscribe, and sharing is caring. Uh, if you like the show, give us a thumbs up. It helps with the algorithms, and uh, I'll pass it over to Mr. Bennett for his goodbyes. Uh, again, I want to thank everybody for joining us on a Tuesday night. Uh, we really appreciate y'all being here, and it's been great. The chat room's been hopping, and uh, just so honored to, ha to have, have you guys with us. Thank you. All right, folks, we'll catch you here next, uh, this coming Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern with our guest, Mike Ann from Tactical Bigfoot Research. We'll catch you all 9 Eastern, you know. And by the way, just as a quick programming note, too, you can now just go to SquatchDTV.com, and it goes right to the channel. All one word, SquatchDTV.com goes right to the YouTube channel now. Yay! So we'll all see you next, uh, not next week, we'll all see you later this week, folks. Good night. God bless. Keep healthy. We'll see you in a little bit. Hey,
folks. You've been watching Squatch DTV. Join us each week, Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, for the latest on the Bigfoot mystery. As always, we thank you for being our loyal viewers and encourage all to subscribe to our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Steve Culls. As always, have a great week. Stay safe. God bless. And keep on squatching.